Uh, to whom it may concern, I would be very interested in aligning on seeing your breasts and chest area. Thank you very much, Riley. Dear Riley, <laughs> thank you for your kind email. I would also like to synergize our genitalia <laughs> and have a very productive dialogue about the possibility of ass being consumed. <laughs> Yours in hope of a quick and speedy response, Milo. Just really quickly, CCing uh, the rest of the team on this, I would like to set up a weekly sync uh, where we could explore each other's anal cavities. Uh, best regards, Olga. Or do I have to do something? <laughs> <laughs> That's like every email chain ever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what's this about? I'm just joining. Dear sir slash madam, <laughs> sorry that this is a few days late. I have put the schedule for anal cavity inspection on my Google calendar. There is an alert 30 minutes beforehand. This is not a response. response. Sorry, I'm on holiday yeah, until yeah, January yeah. 4th. Are Sorry, we, I'm on a sex holiday. Up? Yeah, no. I, wasn't, I was thinking about Nigel Bigger while I was writing this <laughs> <laughs> It's still a sext. Uh, why am I on this list? Please remove. <laughs> <laughs> the, like... the anal spelunking list. <laughs> dear, slur, dear sir slash madam. Dear slurs. Dear slurs. <laughs> dear, slur, dear sir slash madam. I would like to kiss you all over respectfully and preferably in the other room. Yeah, just like <laughs> we can use yeah. business sex. I, I, I'm I'm an expert at sex things, so, as, <laughs> yeah. as, as it's well documented on the show. Yeah. Well, you're because you don't waste any time on having sex; you just research it. <laughs> uh, you're like you're like an Eric Garland of sex. <coughs> yeah. You don't you know you're not a, you don't speak Russian. You don't know anything about international mm. politics or indeed sex. You don't, but but. You have some very interesting theories about Russian involvement. And Brian Stelter really likes my yeah. posts. Hussein has an algorithm comparing all of the online sex to find the patterns <laughs> and how it's all secretly being controlled by, you know... Uh, uh, Vanity Fair. Uh, the- <laughs> Vanity Fair. Yeah, Vanity Fair. The, oh, no, who's the guy? Oh, Soros, that's the guy. That's what yeah. I was thinking of. <laughs> I actually sent all my texts to George Soros mm-hmm. for him to inspect before I send it to my various women folk. Ugh. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> This is like it also like this cider has really touched me. I just like, yeah. I had it's a quite potent and I really like chugged it quite fast and I'm now like slightly too half cut to like understand what this is about. <laughs> what what's what's this show called again? <laughs> Rash Future. Uh, well, hey, 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 you should really get that checked out. Elena Kretschmer already podcast. made that joke. <laughs> Oh, did she? Yeah, she said Rash Future, the podcast about how the future is itchy. And then she said, oh, it was my kind of podcast. And I said, well, No, didn't what? I make that Why? joke? Actually. Yeah, you did. That was me. You were, yeah, you were in but the But this bo- time in a slightly different context. <laughs> Outside of the bowl. Uh, uh, Cash future, where the future is not Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. Cash Future, the podcast about how the future is um, like a really gravelly voiced country music. <laughs> <laughs> Car dash future. Let's not forget Crash Future, the podcast about what happens to Bitcoin. Uh, Uh, Nice. uh, Mm. Dash Future, the podcast about how the future was recorded on a Russian car. By Damon Dash. Yeah, of course. Mash Future, the podcast about how the future is potato puree. I like that. (laughs) Stash Future is just the same exact podcast, except we all have mustaches. Don't forget Daesh Future, (laughs) the actual (laughs) podcast about what's going to happen to Europe. We don't go along. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyway, we had that sex episode and we thought about calling it Gash Future before deciding that would be vulgar. <laughs> oh, sorry, did someone call my name? <laughs> hey! We have with us today, we have the Volga River. Uh, we just put a microphone up against its banks. Uh, I think this might be, this might, this is our, our year end wrap up. Episode. That's the most erotic thing I've ever We put a microphone against its bank. <laughs> Uh, anybody ready for a really well-structured episode? Yeah, I mean, oh boy. <laughs> this was not the episode to start drinking early. This was a... <laughs> We've got wine. But it's that, it's that period between Christmas and New Year when nothing... You, you can just be drunk all the time. That's how yeah. it works. Where n- nothing happens, except some stuff did happen, and we're going to have to talk about it. Because, oh, gee, I wonder what that was. Well, but, uh, King Herod was getting mad. Because, because yeah. I stepped on that old Romani woman's <laughs> foot, and then she's cursed all of us. <laughs> Mm. King Herod gang mad offline. <laughs> the original. Um, VOG Garland. <laughs> imagine, if, imagine if Alex Jones had been around in the time of King Herod. There would have been some actual real baby murdering going on. And he would have been like, they're murdering babies. He'd just been standing on a street corner next to like, next to like the pissing hole, <laughs> like just screaming about it. I mean, he would have been advertising the nootropic qualities exactly. of lead. Uh, well, let's let's have that be the cold open. I can say uh, welcome to uh, this time a guest free, uh, just just us episode of the Trash original Future, Trash Boys, the podcast Fresh from our night out about in how the future is uh, trash, unless we get you know the usual uh, dose of fully automated luxury space communism. Uh, from my left, who up in here? My name is Olga. I'm a comedian, and my Twitter handle is at Rock and Rolga. My name is Hussein Kizvani. I'm not a comedian. Uh, my Twitter is at hkizvani. Um, I'm moving to Tumblr next next year. Yeah, exactly. My current name on Twitter is olgacog69. Because I wanted a festive name. Yeah, of course. It has all the Christmassy <laughs> names. There's nothing more festive than mutual fellatio. Yeah, mutual, thank you. Yeah. That's, that's what <laughs> thank the Christmas... I mean, everyone forgets the real reason for the season, uh, <laughs> which is analingus, obviously. Yeah. Uh, by the way, my name's Milo Edwards. Uh, I have sex sometimes. Uh, <laughs> and my Twitter handle is at Milo underscore Edwards. That's why your brain is not powerful. And I am Riley Quinn. You can find me on Twitter at Rala, R-A-A-L-E-H, which is still my Twitter handle for some reason. You can't change it now. No. It's, it's a bit. I'm stuck. I'm stuck with it. Um, I wanted May to I suggest do... at Rala69? Oh, that's brilliant. You're welcome. Uh, I wanted to uh, to for, to do a sort of brief wrap up of whatever the fuck we remember from 2017. Yeah. Um. Uh. If if you don't mind, uh, I think I might go last. Mm-hmm. Um. And this is something that I warn you, we have not at all prepared for. Olga, what's top of mind? The worst thing that happened in 2017. The angriest person from online that you remember. Oh, I was talking. I was thinking we were doing personal achievements. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, how Your worst personal you achievement. <laughs> worst or best? Best personal achievement pegged for the first time. Thank you very much. Wait, you, 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 you were pegged or did you peg? No, I pegged a dude. <laughs> Uh-huh. That's good. Uh, and made a dude uh, come from a hand job. Both of those things, fantastic. Really proud of myself. 2017, big year for Big O. <laughs> wow. Did you eat his ass first? Absolutely. Not. <laughs> we told we've established that my brand is a lie. I'm like I'm intellectually and philosophically on board with eating ass, but we just we just did it. We just made a video. We just made a video about eating ass. You're you're a, you're a champagne <laughs> <laughs> It's true. You can eat my ass. Sure. 
go. <laughs> eat well, your ass, my ass. You can eat my ass. <laughs> well, listener, you heard it here first. <laughs> I don't mind what your kink is as long as you take a knee first. <laughs> With some respect. Because yeah, I always play the national anthem at the end of snacks. <laughs> Which national anthem? <laughs> That's why I only get pegs standing up. Because <laughs> I respect the troop. <laughs> <laughs> I take a knee in my ass. <laughs> you saying anyone angry online? Who wasn't angry online this year? Um, 2017 was the year of getting angry online. So, I mean, Peter North got angry online. Peter North being the leave dot eu dipshit. Wait, isn't not... that the porn actor, the North? No, guy? we've made no, a lot of comedians. The porn actor is good. He do- he doesn't get mad. He, he gets even. Yeah. <laughs> he just, the, he just the, the snowy tops of <laughs> North, the North Pole porn. Um, uh, the king of last week. Mm-hmm, of Constantly course. Classic. Online. Mm-hmm. Classic. Z- Raleigh got mad online because of the Zune user. Uh, I'm still mad online about the Zune user. I want him to come on or her. Wait, what? who's the Zune user? Uh, there is one person who listens to our show. Super listener of the who show. Who uses a Microsoft Zune. Paul Ryan. That's, that's cool. Yeah, and it's and very cool. But they won't identify themselves. They won't identify themselves. Is it because I, the Zune doesn't have that capability? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a Russian bot. Uh, they're they're uh, messaging us on like MySpace. Our boy, friend of the show, Raheem Kassam, got mad online again. So we talk every at, on the same day every year. And this year... Um, he got mad because um, one of our mutuals pointed out that Breitbart had a vertical um, for black crime, mm-hmm. specifically labeled that black crime. That makes it sound like Breitbart had a huge erection for black crime. I mean, you know, yeah, that's not look, really yeah. wrong. It sort of does. Look, what Raheem does on his own time is up to him. But then he <laughs> responded back saying, um, actually, it wasn't a vertical. It was a tag. Um, <clears throat> so there it's you go. Semi. There you go. It's, you know. Tags are fine, and when we get the Trash Future website, it's going to be perfectly... Of course. It's um, going to be tagged to hell. Yeah. Uh, no verticals, just tags. So I say the, if, if, if the difference between uh, a tag and a vertical for Raheem Kassam is uh, wearing lifts in his shoes. He's <laughs> uh, a short man, ladies and gentlemen. A manlet. Um, but it's fine. He also wears bootcut jeans. Mm-hmm. I think he wanted... Oh, no. Yeah, he wanted me to make sure that everyone knows that he wears bootcut jeans. Um, so, they're gonna. How? They're in. They're cool. They're fashionable. They're, they're um, putting the fashion fashionable. They offer people who don't fuck, which is why I'm wearing them right now. <laughs> um, Raheem, please come home. <laughs> uh, so I mean, there were a lot of competitors um, for people who were ultimately mad online. Um, I think in terms of who was the. Ma- I, I've been trying to think of like who was the maddest online of 2017. Am I? I, di- I didn't want to go. Yeah, you're not in the bowl I, Yeah, I know. I didn't want to go mad, mad online so much as mischievous offline. Mm-hmm. And my award goes to, of course, our, our glorious leader, Theresa May, for her classic comment that the naughtiest thing she ever did was running through the fields of wheat. <laughs> God, that was this year? F- oh, yeah, boy. Hell Luckily, yeah, my bitch. Um, yeah, what I loved about it was just that it was like, rather than just saying, like, I'm not answering that, which would have been fine. It was a dumb question. It was like, no, I'm going to think of something. Like, Here's one for the kids. <laughs> so fields of wheat, guys. We're like, you know what she wanted to say was like, I pegged a guy. <laughs> if Theresa May had said she'd pegged a guy, if she'd have pegged a guy during that, if she'd taken the interviewer and pegged them, that I would have. Uh... She'd have every seat in Parliament. Yeah, I'd be like, I'd be like, hey, Theresa, I don't agree with your policies, but you know what? I respect that. I respect the effort. 
If we're if we're gonna leave the EU like that, <laughs> if, if, I mean, tell me you would not vote for Theresa May if she pegged Michelle Barnier. I mean, that like on live television. I mean, the whole thing is that she wants to be relatable, except like if she needs to be relatable in 2017, not relatable in like 1949 by yeah. running through fields of wheat. My, my favorite thing was uh, was that was Corbyn's response to Theresa May saying she used to run through fields of wheat. He was like, "All you, really, what you're doing is you're just wrecking a portion of that farmer's crop. That's incredibly reckless. You absolutely shouldn't do that. And I would never run through a field of wheat." <laughs> no, I, I, I do want to get into uh, the angriest person online, uh, aware that I am going to certainly be covering some chapo ground, largely because this has taken on an element of slight personal importance to me, uh, because um, friend of the show uh, and Vanity Fair features writer Maya Kosoff. Uh, did a relatively harmless uh, Hillary Clinton joke where she basically said, you know, your New Year's resolutions could be uh, basically you could take up uh, uh, knitting or go-karting or any number of things, uh, just anything to stay out of politics. Um, and the resulting furor from uh, liberals has been astonishing. From the dang lips. Well, uh, the, the, the thing was, it wasn't it, like Maya has gotten such a disproportionate amount of the hate, and it wasn't even like her thing. She like took part for like five seconds in like a broader video that Vanity Fair released with like loads of their journalists. Yes. And for some reason, Maya Kosoff is like public enemy number one for like <clears throat> weird like <clears throat> Hillary Hawks. I mean, well, they they kind of they kind of tap they kind of jumped on the thing where she was talking about like take up knitting as a hobby as or something. One of the it was one of several things in a list as well. Yeah. So the only being if Hillary ever actually there was like a photo of her knitting, they'd all be like, "Yes, queen, knitting for power, knit your pants." Self care. Mm. Also, what's yeah. wrong with knitting? Yeah. yeah, the idea that it's like a lesser thing and that crafts are inferior to whatever else is sexist in itself. Exactly. That's yeah. why I say, "Let me paint my warhammers in peace." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Hillary Clinton should take up warhammer. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> I mean that the knitting warhammer figures. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Peter Peter Dow was uh, one of the main ringleaders of this particular thing, uh, and he's a guy who just exists on Twitter largely because he must defend Hillary Clinton. He doesn't exist to advocate a particular set of policies. He doesn't exist because he has a particular political outlook short of, I must defend Hillary Clinton. Um, with that, <laughs> he's he like the Terminator. <laughs> he's been sent back in time. Hillary Clinton, <laughs> come with me if you want to live. So he, I've come to verify facts. So it's going down. So he, I'm yelling, Clinton. Uh -huh. I'm done. He, he's, 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 but, <laughs> he was named after the stock exchange. <laughs> uh, and, and and his anger levels are just are 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 record breaking, essentially. He's mad online. Uh, no, it's, it was basically Peter Dow, Tom Watson, Joan Walsh, Joanne Reed, just the usual execrable subjects uh, have essentially coordinated harassment against Maya Kossop, mm. who is a sort of journalist in New York in her 20s um, because uh, they need to defend uh, an extremely powerful pol and politician who is a multimillionaire. Yeah. Uh, because they dared, uh, you know, Poke, poke mild fun at her. None of this mild fun. No, they, they say um, that it is... So I, I, one of my favorite Peter Dow tweet is... Uh, and I love it because I think of what it really says about Peter Dow. I ended 2015 defending Hillary Clinton from sexist attacks. I ended 2016 defending Hillary Clinton from sexist attacks. 
now I'm ending 2017 defending Hillary Clinton from sexist attacks, which Same. I think just means... When will the time portal back to the future reopen? <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's basically just admitting that he's not very good at defending Hillary Clinton from sexist attacks because, oh boy, does he just have to keep doing it. Peter Dow is like looking for a moment where like online after him like valiantly like re rebutting all of the angry tweets about Hillary Clinton with his own angry tweets. Eventually the hordes of angry pro against Hillary Clinton tweeters stand up and raise their online spears in the air in a salute as they realize they're of one bold fighting spirit. <laughs> and then they like go their separate ways in a sort of weird. That was a reference to the 1964 film Zulu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because Why is it the punchline to every one of your jokes, Milo? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen it. The dark bag left, thousands of them. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my brand now. It's just I mean, referencing the film Zulu. I mean, alternatively, it could also be akin to the very famous two thousand and two thousand and two movie, uh, Digimon the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I went and saw that with my sister, and we were the only people in the cinema. It's a great film. I, I love I, my favorite movies are the ones that have the movie in the title, <laughs> just, <laughs> just in case you can't tell. Um, Ass the movie. And in fact, actually, it was three very long episodes in one thing. But anyway, in one of the things, the big you know two Digimon become one, mm -hmm. and they attack this kind of they attack Hillary Clinton they again. Internet virus, but she can't defend herself. She has Peter has to have Peter Dow come in. Peter Dow is definitely and Hillary. also prove that he can't defend her. Peter Peter Dow is definitely Hillary Clinton's poke. Pokemon. My favorite thing on Peter Dow's Twitter account was that he continually like retweets praise of himself where people are praising how good he is at defending Hillary Clinton. Usually like just like random celebrities. And they have one where he tweeted something about like, oh yeah, well, you know, people just says so much about them and not so much about Hillary Clinton. Some generic like Hillary's great tweet. And then like it, Nancy Sinatra quote tweeted him and was like, yes, great point, Peter. I've always been part of the hashtag resistance. And he's like retweeted it. Nancy Sinatra, who like, <laughs> I was genuinely surprised was still alive. And in her Twitter AVI, looks like a corpse like you know when they like they dig up a new like pharaoh well i mean like they're not really new pharaohs but new to us that is like what nancy sinatra looks like she's going yes hillary is the future are we ever going to be able to escape 2016 <laughs> that is twist. The it's, still it's the end of 2017 20, 2017 like we get it cornered in like the old the old mill and we're like tired up and then the dog is going like, oh, we pull off its mask. It's like, I was 2016 all along. And we're like, old man 2016. He's like, I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you meddling libs. That's, that's, that's literally Riley, just... what kind of bot do you use to like get prompts for this fucking podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just the thing. I mean, I mean we're, that we still have the ongoing fight between, if you like the, well, in, in, in Britain, we still have the ongoing conflict between the sort of momentum wing of the Labour Party and the like five Blairite zombies that are left, you know, that are getting slowly twittered into oblivion whenever they're asked who the hard left are. In America, there's this sort of, you know, there's the primary between Bernie and Hillary still never ended. And people are still, you know, trying to stick up for, again, one of the singularly most sort of uh, powerful and wealthy women in the history of the country. And people are still listening to the chain smokers. <laughs> So yeah, so yeah. Baby, pe pull me closer in the backseat of your drone. <laughs> I think my my candidate for angriest online in 2017 is Peter Dow, who's still angry on Peter. who is still angry online in 2016, 
uh, as of the release of this episode in 2018. Are we going to at him when like this goes oh, out? Oh, for sure. Okay. I'm, I, 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 do a lo- I, I spent a long time sort of you know, trying to get Peter Dow to retweet me by saying stuff like, no, Hillary is so respected. She could, you know, she could, she, we could hook her up to an electric system and she could power the city with her radiance. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to get retweeted by him so I can then change my display name to Hillary Clinton as a five-star video ho. <laughs> <laughs> and just and have that on his, on his, on his timeline. Uh, because I think that steam would just come out of his ears like he was a boiled kettle. Uh, which I think would be very fun. <laughs> Peter, thank you for your service. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Hussein. Hello. Uh, you, no. I, we, we, we spoke about earlier about um, some developments at British universities. Did we? Uh, including a man whose name we can't make fun of by reversing the first letters of his first and last name because it would become a racial slur. I mean, there's lots of stuff that happens at British universities. Um, <laughs> Party more, weekends, ski trips. More, more students deciding Smashing cat off a Weatherspoon's toilet seat. Reasons of strength. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's um, an agenda that you are pushing. I mean, I, I only came on this show to promote <laughs> celibacy. Big voluntary celibate for strength. Um, and once I develop these pills uh, next year, I'll be promoting them on this show as well. Uh, so, Jizz Force Plus. Look you, out for yeah. it in stores 2018. You, you Brain Force Chuds. Watch out. I'm about to disrupt the market. Um, he super glued the tip of his penis. <laughs> <laughs> For no PG anyway. Put, put, a, put a clothes peg on the end. <laughs> just so, just so you- I am getting pegged in January. <laughs> no, it's not what you think. <laughs> it's equal. It's- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Olga, is that what you thought pegging was all along? Is that- it's like, come on, Olga, I really need to pee, and there's not a there's not a toilet stop for miles. I mean, You're going to have to peg me. What? While we're here and we're all talking about our dicks, um, we should really talk about our January challenge, right? Oh, so yeah. there are some people that are going vegan. There are some people who are taking up going like weightlifting. All of us have taken up a vow to not pee for all of January. Yeah. I'm taking a massive pee at eleven fifty nine on December thirty first. Did you know that if you if you take if you take a massive pee at eleven fifty eight and thirty five seconds, uh, you'll be finished with your pee by midnight. What a good way to start two thousand eighteen. Oh no! And the last the last splash will occur at exactly midnight, <laughs> depending on how many pints you've had. As I don't have a penis, my my vow is a bit different. What I'm going to do really? is I'm only I'm only going to pee on someone. Right. Okay. <laughs> Okay, that's yeah. fine. So, uh, um, Olga's a part-time dominatrix. Yeah, so, d- <laughs> so DM us, and um, yeah. if you're lucky, we can arrange that. Yeah, we can. Please don't DM us any images of waterfalls. Uh, so, oh my god, we're gonna have to pee on like King of Last Week. Yeah. So King of Last Week, uh, Peter Dow. Um, one hundred percent. Hillary. Olga uh, <laughs> can wear a Hillary mask, <laughs> uh, and then you know Peter Dow. You can be Hillary's toilet, which <laughs> oh is the most. I, I, I think probably the most honorable thing you could do. Uh, log off forever, please. You can be my toilet, speaking of guys baby. Who probably like to get peed on. Um, let's. We're go. not about to kink shame here, though, right? It's okay to want to. No, be it's, get... it's cool to want to get peed on, but yeah. if you're, <laughs> hey Queen kids, listen up. Queen audio for that one, but it's... I'm Riley Quinn, and I'm here to say, <laughs> coprophilia is the, the only daily, way. The, da- the Daily Mail says rap is causing people to like skunk cannabis, but my rap songs are going to cause people to like something very different. <laughs> Also, don't. Uh, I am aware that coprophilia is is the poo one, but I don't know the name for the P one. Don't write in. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about um, 
an icon of the show, mm. um, a guy called, uh, and this is his real name. It's not a porn star name, Nigel Bigger. Ugh. Nice. <laughs> He's as um, racist as he sounds, ladies and gentlemen. There's a pic I'm looking at. How racist does he sound? <laughs> Relatively. So I'm going to show you guys a picture of Nigel, Nigel Bigger right now. And I feel like it can be really easily captioned. But as quote unquote professional comedians, you guys might have a better shot at it than I would. So here we yeah, go. Yeah, he wants me to be on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that, that that picture of Nigel Bigger is actually saying... Uh, no, I didn't ask her to pee on me. Uh, she <laughs> slipped, and I had some trouble moving, okay? Like, so maybe drop yeah. this disciplinary hearing. The, the bottom, the way he's standing with his arms folded, it, actually, if the, the full picture is like he's standing next to a pothole being like, this pothole has been here for seven months. I have written over 50 emails to the council about this. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like he's the type of guy who... Um, eats a ready meal for Christmas and then he'll oh, go no. and then he'll go to but then he'll go to the corner shop the next day and complain that there wasn't as much um Angus beef and steak mm. in the um in the Finto's pie mm. as usual. And who can he write to? Um Nig and, Nigel Bigger wants to speak to everyone's manager. And when yeah. and when he realizes that the corner shop is a family owned business and therefore he is talking to the manager, he'll then go off on some screed about how um, if only the empire continued to exist. Um, Do you think maybe he's gone off on a screed like that? I feel, at some the, point? I feel, I feel this is the origin story. I feel like he was really <laughs> mad that like there wasn't enough meat in his like Finto's pie. Mm -hmm. um, Finto's being a British traditional microwave pie that you eat when you're involuntarily celibate. You mean like <laughs> like like um, the kind like how Peter Sweden wants to preserve uh, <laughs> sweet Norwegian hungry man dinners and routinely gets owned for having terrible taste. I eat microwave food. beef for strength. <laughs> um, yeah, so what, Honestly that photo is like this guy is watching his ex-wife work out at the gym. <laughs> He is outside, peering through. He looks like an actual cuckold, doesn't he? Yeah, big oh time! Oh my god! Oh, this guy no kink shaming here. No kink. Sorry. Yeah, it looks. But it, being yeah. a cuck is fine. Just call me. <laughs> so hashtag I'm with her. What? What has Nigel? What has uh, Nigel Bigger actually done uh, other than try to speak to the manager? So um, I'm trying to find where the quote. All right, so what he said is Nigel Bigger sparked a debate with an article in November in the Times headlined, Don't Feel Guilty About Our Colonial History. He advocated for a balanced appraisal of Britain's quote-unquote morally mixed colonial past, pointing to the pride in the Royal... Pointing to pride in the Royal Navy's suppression of the Atlantic slave trade, alongside shame at the massacre of British soldiers um, who attacked unarmed demonstrators in Amritsar in 1919. Um, yeah, so colonialism... Mm -hmm. was a mixed bag yeah oh i just um, love it how it's like oh yeah no white people are so great for abolishing slavery they started slavery <laughs> um well, the as, bait and yeah. switch <laughs> we as can't we start slavery no guys then we're gonna get rid of it and be like, those guys got rid of slavery <laughs> those guys are the ogs of getting rid of slavery who started slavery no one remembers <laughs> as, as we know slavery everyone was drunk <laughs> As we know, that slavery was originally started by um, the Muslims, mm -hmm. um, and therefore it's completely fine. They weren't even drunk. Um, no, the, that, that's, they don't even the, have that excuse. The best thing is that people like Nigel Bigger do often say... You say it so hatefully. <laughs> it's so hateful <laughs> when you just say his name. I, he, is, he is very easy Did Nigel Bigger um, sleep with your girlfriend? <laughs> oh shit, I forgot she's here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no king shaming, girl. Are um, we about to DTR on this podcast? DTR? 
define the relationship. I thought it was going to be like down to. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it would right? repudiate. It would be very down to repudiate. <laughs> Are okay. you proposing to your girlfriend? <laughs> hey, congratulations! Not you just now. got engaged. <laughs> now it's four people. On There's my something time I have now. to ask now you. Will you watch Digimon the movie with me? <laughs> Just got engaged. Now I'm getting divorced. And I have some opinions about British colonialism. <laughs> but I'm going to yell at my ex-wife through the glass in the gym. I mean, this is... I mean, <laughs> no one remembers who started this marriage. <laughs> the point is, I'm the one divorcing I mean, this is, I mean, this is it, really. Nigel, Nigel Bigger is just really saying what all your uncles said at Christmas dinner. Um, just before they went off on, this, on a screed about how, like, your cousin's dating a black man called, like, Jerome. Um, and how he didn't raise his like family to uh, date, you know, uh, grunge rappers. Um, but, Jerome, but, he's not, but he's not racist. He's Jerome not racist. put himself through grad school. Okay. <laughs> Imagine yeah. a, a grunge, a grime rapper called Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and you know he uh, he got everyone uh, World War Two books from W H Smith for mm. Christmas. Yeah, World War Two enthusiast. Yes. Yeah. He, um, his, his grandkids, <laughs> Star Wars, right? His grandkids were like, yeah. uh, "Thank you, thank you, Granddad," and they kind of discarded it. And he spent the rest of Christmas dinner um, mumbling about how kids these days don't um, don't appreciate their history, and that's why um, the Ottomans are now taking over. This is Aldi. becoming autobiographical. <laughs> <laughs> Like, look, I'm not. I'm, 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 I'm not kind of recalling any sort of Christmas from like past uh, relationships because, as people know, that didn't happen. But if they did, I imagine <laughs> that would be the case. I love the idea of the Ottomans taking over Aldi. Like Aldi just progressively selling more and more footstools <laughs> until eventually it becomes really inconvenient. There's only one lettuce in the whole store. <laughs> I don't need this much foot cushioning. So I'd say Ni- Nigel Bigger's take is not necessarily new. Um, it's one that, you know, it sort of comes up every sort of couple of months. There is going to be, uh, it, it happens like clockwork. There is, there is some sort of older, shitty academic. In this case, mm. I think he's a Regius professor of moral philosophy at some Oxford college. Apparently um, he is the, um, the canon of Christchurch Cathedral, Oxford. Yeah, bastion of uh, progressivism. Um, he actually fires lead <laughs> at people. You have no, to. Well, this happens every couple of months where someone like Nigel Bigger will say something along the lines of, uh, well, basically say, white <laughs> and blow in the doors of your keep. White, white people shouldn't have to, white people shouldn't have to feel bad about colonial history. Uh, we, in fact, what we should be immune to ever having to feel any kind of responsibility for any way the world is now. Clean audio on that. And here's, mm. and here's why, et cetera, et cetera. And then there will inevitably someone they, and then after publishing that, they will then come out and say that they're being discriminated against for being conservative. Um, and that actually, uh, that they're the real victims, uh, which once again is something that has happened here. Mm. Um, with the, if you like, um, del- with sort of the, the delicacy, the sort of brittle delicacy of I mean, campus conservatives. Now it's kind of become this thing where, you know, <clears throat> it's, it's, this, it's this sort of very weird 2017 story of like, you know, this image of a secluded academic who's just devoted to his studies and is largely apolitical suddenly getting into, you know, you know, an involuntarily and like completely, you know, completely disregarding what he was trying to achieve to do now in this political Mm-hmm. Argument, you know, this kind of weird political argument. Um, he is now being followed by like various like right wing accounts. He will probably get invited onto like the Rubin Report in the next couple of weeks, and it will be down to like, oh, you know, you were just doing scholarship, and it's all like academic freedom and freedom of speech, and the left who are trying to shut you down and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, that's what it's come down to. It's come down to this very recycled 
you know, fairly like mundane, uninspired take, um, which has now gained like new, like, you know, even Tim Montgomery is kind of. Oh, Tim Montgomery has Tim, a terrible opinion. Fa- fa- famed editor of Cow website, Tim yeah. Montgomery, um, who's tweeted, good to see the Times continuing to cover the intolerant attitudes of academics towards Nigel Bigger. Oh, and that's, that, and that, that's just the thing. And this is sort of where this goes from sort of a simple, you know. Oh, oh, there's, oh go ahead. there's more to this. Yes, so at, at the bottom of um, Tim Montgomery tweeting his support, Jeet here from okay. New Republic, um, he says, the inability to see that imperialism was a horrific crime against humanity is a major intellectual and moral failing. Fair enough. Nigel Bigger responds, and what is, quote unquote, imperialism exactly? Oh, he's doing the John Rental defense. Mm-hmm. Of, I don't know what any of these words mean. <laughs> I'm a genius who doesn't speak English. I win the argument. <laughs> I think that's how I might just like conduct all my internet arguments mm-hmm. next year. I only argue in Esperanto now. <laughs> so, the, the thing, this has gone from just sort of an, an online fight between, you know, generally... That's so, so an, an online fight that sort of happens again and again. The classic Queensbury rules of online and it, fighting. It's, it's, moving, it's moving into uh, policy as uh joe johnson a uh, brother of famous boiled ham um boris johnson he's too hairy to be boiled boiled ham in a donald trump wig uh, mm. boris johnson um, Better. is using this as an example of how universities are going to now be fined if they infringe on what he has he says free speech so for example if um i don't know say tommy robinson was to try and you know be arranged to go speak at um uh some university uh, if if the university decides to give in to pressure from students to prevent Tommy Robinson from speaking, uh, the university will then be fined. Um, I really want like Tommy Robinson to do a tour of UK universities talking about like his why he's never drinking again because of his really bad hangover that he had that one time. So he's like, <laughs> Tommy Robinson, great, like, so ass. I've talked about this on the podcast before. The great <laughs> off-brand Tommy Robinson too. Like, in the middle of all his like random like the the Muslims tweets, there was one where it was just like from like a Sunday morning, it was like I am never drinking again. <laughs> yeah. It's just like a, what, what if it turns out that all of Tommy Robinson's sort of hate activity was just him being blackout drunk for years? He doesn't remember any of it. And he can't read, <laughs> so therefore he doesn't even know what he's been tweeting. <laughs> he's written more tweets than he's read. <laughs> so, Oh my god, it's like in Everybody Says I Love You. Oh god, I should not be <laughs> referencing a Woody Allen film. But like of how like a guy went really left wing and then it turns out that he had um, a brain tumor and then they removed it and he was conservative again. I mean, isn't that yeah. just that was like, like a the story point. of every YouTuber? <laughs> <laughs> no, so, um... Joe, and this is this goes into like a really weird conception. The racial slur cortex of the brain. <laughs> <laughs> there's an amazing, there's an amazing Russian joke where it was like um, Gorbachev tried to tried to like basically like find I don't remember basically he would like try to make alcohol less legal in Russia and then the joke was that like the 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 serfs from Siberia called in and they said we're sobering up. Where what did you do with the czar? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So I don't know who this is a joke for. I'm where's, sorry. where's Where's Big Nicky too? <laughs> Where he at? Where my boy at? So uh, uh, Joe Johnson justifies this uh, by saying that free speech was one of the foundations on which the UK's higher education tradition was built. Uh, it goes to the heart of our democratic values and is a principle mm. universities hold dear. Um, there are, and he sees this as examples of censorship where groups seek to stifle those who don't agree with them largely, you know, forgetting 
that what well, if if you are a if you are a student group if you're, you're not and you're no platforming someone you're not prote- you're not protecting yourself from views you disagree with it's one of the few ways you can actually exert any kind of power it's, it's, yeah it's it's where the it's what it's this sort of frustrating snowflake narrative that emerges again and again and again yeah it's weird because i don't really know even what like joe johnson means by like university protective free speech because does he not mean like for academics for a long time he used to be burned if you were catholic and you know we'll bring it back that's what i say um i have some sig burns for catholic oh yeah that's confession tough. you look like shit yeah. <laughs> better better um oh yeah so like yeah, the the academic freedom thing is like it's so it's it's the classic thing where like the difference between censorship and just like not giving someone a platform well we're like so if it's like if it's like academic freedom i mean like so like nigel bigger i don't really understand what's actually happening to him but like he's getting like a lot of like ag online but yeah. is uh, is like oxford actually like unpublishing his research it's also that, bullshit like, like freedom of speech is the most bullshit argument ever because that's the only reason you are you're saying that you're saying it is because you're allowed to say it mm-hmm. that means that there's really no other re- like i'm allowed to say it is not a good enough reason to say something yeah like, all like, i'm saying is that like maybe the university no, am, of bedfordshire should let me come back and <laughs> argue that women should not be allowed to play video games <laughs> what i'm saying is They'll ruin I'm, it by all i'm saying is that space invaders is ruined like because <laughs> they keep getting their periods <laughs> Well, you know, just to develop a colonialist version of Space Invaders <laughs> <laughs> called like Mineral Raiders. Uh, well, it's the it's it's the point is I think it's all these people who are ultimately you know trying to trying to defend people like Nigel Bigger because they're saying their views are being marginalized. As they're essentially just forgetting what power means, and they're imagining that all of these interactions take place sort of net of power. I don't even think they even give a shit. They're like the people who care about this are like the spiked crowd, mm. the, the the chuds at universities who read spiked, and like I'm probably oh, sure. all wear ties. Yeah, they all wear like yeah, they all wear ties mm. and like round glasses. Yeah, they all. <laughs> they all wear, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure they'd all love for me to pee on them. <laughs> they probably would like they would keep that no, eye on they'd them. want you they'd want you to pee on them but they'd want to do it in public because it's not illegal <laughs> i'm allowed sure, to do I mean, this if the price is right uh i have to film it because i'm really concerned about sexual assault allegations <laughs> yeah, these are all guys who definitely like carry around a sex contract with them because they're really can, worried that can you just hold gonna... up today's newspaper and say i consent to this <laughs> into the camera um, you know, those are, those are the guys who care about this, you know, uh, people like Nigel Bigger. And then you've got like, you know, the, the Dave Rubens and mm. you can do and you can have like conversations about freedom of speech at universities. I think that they're largely misplaced and like very, you know, they're sort of, they're sort of fruitless. But if you really want to do it, you can do it. Right. But I feel that when you kind of give highlight to these guys like Nigel Bigger, guys like, you know, Tommy Robinson, but also just these kind of people who exist in the middle of them, like these fringe talk, you know, people who make a living from like making YouTube videos and talking. Um, and suddenly like they're kind of these, you know, they frame themselves as intellectuals who should be allowed mm. to address, you know, and tell their great ideas on campus when like, you know, they don't have anything that hasn't already been recycled. Um, you know, and if you really cared about freedom of speech, if you really cared about freedom of speech on campus, like the threat isn't from like external speakers and it's not yeah. from like 
student socialists, right? Yeah. It's from like, you know, companies like Deloitte, right? It's like, com- you know, city law firms who like fund, univer- you know, fund. I, I was saying on Twitter that like when I was at university, I used to work, I used to do stuff with a student newspaper. And I remember this time when we had to spike a piece about graduate schemes because mm-hmm. one of the biggest graduate employers funded our newspaper. So, mm-hmm. and you end up having to spike the whole story because without talking about this company, like you can't tell the story beyond like very abstract terms. This is a lot more common than I think people give credence for. And, you know, yeah, we've so- had that before. I had a column deleted for a student newspaper because I was like hating on like uh, <laughs> those recruitment events. They used to, particularly at Oxford, like the wanky recruitment events with like canapes and champagne. And everyone would just go there and brown nose. And I went once because I like wanted free canapes. <laughs> And I was like, I was walking around and I was like, this is the way everyone, everyone else is wearing suits. <laughs> I'm in like a jumper that I've been wearing for three on, days. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, I, I was res- the biggest recruiter there. For respect. Look, no one's saying that you can't get good swag from corporate companies. You know, mugs, free pens. yellow beanies. Yellow beanies. Uh-huh. Shout out to yellow beanies. $200 bonus check. <laughs> Yeah, um, I but, thought that was just a coupon to Dave and Buster. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, Dave, no, Buzzfeed is pivoting. They're now Dave and Buzzfeeds. <laughs> it's actually a block, operated. It's, it's actually a blockchain company. I mean, I yeah. mean, you laugh at this, but like, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if 2018 was the year that Jonah actually decided to pivot to like restaurants. Anyway, hire Jay Rayner. Oh, Jay, <laughs> yeah, Jay Rayner, friend, friend of the show, friend now, of the show, actually, yeah, comma, uh, actually. Jane Rayner, who is on first name basis of all of us and did say last night. And so we'll be coming on, which yeah. is pretty fun. He's one of us. Yeah. So, yeah. He's, he's, he is, we, we just, we, Jay. Jay, make sure you know if you want to be peed on or not. Yeah. Because I just, I'll just know if I, to just, to, we, to have we a order in exactly the, the right show. quantity of pee for each show. <laughs> Evian. <laughs> Perrier. All right, we're, we're gonna take a break and drink some drink some water. White lightning. While you still. We had one bit of feedback from the show, which was that there are too many jokes about pedophiles and child Okay, well, maybe if powerful people stop not saying, we'll stop making those jokes. That's the deal. Yeah, there we'll, you go. Well, yeah, why? It's like, it's not that we're making jokes about like pedophilia being okay. Like the jokes is very much just like we've been satirizing. Very anti. Yeah, like, I don't really see why there's a problem with that. Guys, I would, this is, this is like a bit dark, but basically over Christmas break, I downloaded a bunch of like old family films on my laptop. <laughs> and now I have like. Child porn on <laughs> well, there's like so many videos of me bathing as a child. Like too many videos of me bathing as a child. And they're on my laptop. So there's like a toddler being bathed on my laptop currently. It's me, but is that okay? <laughs> right in. No, honestly, yeah. though. Is uh-huh. it illegal? Would it be illegal if this somebody is, found that? This, this is the legal what if podcast. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, because I mean, they're not they're not like sexual images. You can have I mean, an, anything it, could be sexual. Like people have jerked off to left. Well, yeah, but I mean that. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I rename this podcast. As, people as, as Riley's quote unquote girlfriend <laughs> points at him. I know a guy who I know a guy who had a bunch of pictures on his laptop of uh, on his work laptop of guys um, fucking cars. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where where do you fuck it in into? Exhaust. What do you think? Oh, really? Yeah. Into the vagina. But I feel like that's the least sexy part of the car, surely. 
Oh, did you see that video of someone who taped a flashlight to the exhaust pipe of a van? <laughs> <laughs> it was so hypnotic and yet as terrifying. So when he when he gave his laptop back to his office, he had to explain why all these images were on his um. Who on his f- who fucking jerks off to static images? That's the fucking gross thing. <laughs> Look, it's respectable. <laughs> Distills and ultimately. It's just a stimulant, but it keeps your mind working because you have to, you know, the problem, the problem with modern porn these days, as, <laughs> as my grandfather, Nigel Bigger says, <laughs> is that you just don't have to do the work to make the story. Yeah. I actually jerk off to static images because my roommate is a snake <laughs> and it can't see static images. So uh, it doesn't know what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, I'm just looking at uh, car insurance. <laughs> He's like, why do you have a hard one? I'm like, it's a very good deal. <laughs> <laughs> Hit. <laughs> Take that, uh, anonymous. High, high risk, low reward jokes from Milo Edwards are my favorite. <laughs> so, uh, famous, uh, famous left wing organization, the U.S. Army, um, <laughs> has decided to uh, use video game technology to simulate school shootings uh-huh. because 2017 is fine. Because they don't, they don't happen often enough that you can learn from them. There's not enough data. Yeah, no, I mean, the best simulation of a school shooting is just to hang around a school and wait if you're in the U.S. <laughs> I mean, like, statistically... No, yeah, anyway. Um, so what's interesting about this is that they've, like, they've spent $5.6 million on something called the Enhanced Dynamic Geosocial Environment Program. This is a simulated wait, school. So, okay, wait, so the idea is that like I want to do a school shooting. Instead, I play this video game to kind of get it out of my system as uh-huh. opposed to go shoot up an actual school. This is right-wing anime. It's a, it's a simulator. This, is, this yeah. is literally the same reason why I play The Sims, so that I can have sex online rather than in real Well, life. I think the, the yeah. really suspicious thing is the that... The Sims busting out <laughs> school shooting pack <laughs> the, expansion. The, the really suspicious thing here, of course, so this is about training people to respond to school shootings, but the yeah. really suspicious thing is when people come in and they don't want to train on entering or leaving the school... <laughs> it's not the point yeah, um, so it's, this, this, is just, this is a very classic style American uh, policy prescription for this kind of problem isn't it well yeah because I mean, it's like well yes because I mean, the thing is actually there's no need for this because the Americans are actually very good at dealing with school shit because they have so many of them they've had a lot of practice like the, it's not the problem that like the military and the police in America don't efficiently stop school shootings soon after they begin because they do but like what, wouldn't it be better if they didn't begin Yes, it's, it's like, a, like a, well, that's not a, we can't possibly take the guns away from the animals. That's not possible. You can't have a wholesome education without feeling that you could die at any day. Yeah, it's the yeah, reason why you yeah. pre- it's the reason why American kids appreciate tr- trigonometry so much. <laughs> it adds a level of intensity. <laughs> when you're playing rock paper scissors and the other kid is carrying an AR15, <laughs> you're not going to fuck around. No. no, exactly. You're not going you're going to throw on 3. <laughs> yeah. An armed society is a polite society. But that, that is just the most American-style solution to a policy problem I've ever heard, which is we have this thing that has an obvious, has an obvious cause, um, and what we're going to do is we're going to make a video game about it. You prefer the mm. video game version. I, I like the Lego one more. <laughs> it's like, hmm, a lot of crime associated with illegal drugs. <laughs> Let's solve that problem by making them more illegal. <laughs> when will it, when will all the guys in Hollywood be coming out as like having shot a load of kids? <laughs> that maybe, the... maybe if we introduce podcast culture into American schools, there would be less shootings. <laughs> well, it's in, so in, in, instead of even that is more effective than a video game simulator. 
A video game simulator. So a simulator of playing a video, video game. game. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, it's not. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, a game within a game. I want a video game simulator for... for I want a podcast simulator. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like to be Twitter famous? Like for Windows 98 <laughs> podcast simulator. <laughs> I want to be... I want I want a simulator where I can be the paperclip from all the Windows or from Microsoft <laughs> Office. <laughs> but, but the, what, the what's, it like, what's it like to like view incompetent people on Microsoft Word from the paperclip's perspective? Hmm. What uh, is the fanfic on that? That's, I mean, there is actually there is actually a fair amount of Tumblr fanfic about the paperclip. <laughs> about the paperclip. That's yeah. not center. That's justifier. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible. Uh, um, do you think? Do you think if you justify text enough, it becomes? Uh, ju- uh, then Joe tells you to stop, uh, stop suppressing it. Uh, seminal album justified. <laughs> <laughs> or the Til- Timothy Oliphant uh, TV show. There was one. Called I remember justified? he was in. He was in that movie of Hitman. A video game to real life transition. The really suspicious thing about podcast simulator is when the people come in to simulate podcasts, but they never simulate landing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so a, uh, an influential former Tory minister, Nick Bowles. <laughs> sorry, can we, get a, can we get a repeat on that one? Influential, or sorry, Tory former minister. He is still a Tory. He was formerly a minister. Uh, mm. Nick Bowles. Not to be confused with Nick in the bowl. <laughs> no, not no. to. Uh, has written a book. No relation. Has, uh, <laughs> and this is this is going to surprise everyone. Uh, has written a book about why a, any kind of uh, basic income, uh, you know, any kind of non-means tested. Uh, you can spend benefit. on like Starbucks and like. Oh, uh, and Uggs, baby. Oh yeah. So he's he's saying any kind of universal basic income program is uh, dangerous nonsense. Surprisingly, really, a, a, a Tory minister saying that. Uh, UBI is uh, dangerous nonsense. Is shocking to me. Um, Almost like any idiot can write a book these days. Was it was it in Latin? <laughs> uh, no, he's not. He's not. He's not. Uh, he oh, wait, no, sorry, he's not a Marxist. <laughs> if he was really brave, he would he would make a sixteen volume manga series. <laughs> well, <laughs> this new manga uh, by Nick Bowles, uh, the MP for Grantham and former Skills Minister. Uh, is Nick co- Bowles, who always has to clarify that he's never stolen any crockery. <laughs> <laughs> this this book is entitled Square Deal, uh, and in it, he just raises some, I think, relatively sort of execrable points that we'll probably be hearing uh, quite a bit more of as time goes on. So uh, just as, as we know, as a sort of think tank friend of the show has said uh, that 44% of jobs in the UK economy could probably be automated in the coming decades, mostly the lower paid workers being displaced and one of the solutions being mooted by John McDonnell, absolute boy, um, is something like universal basic income. Yeah, and that's why the Trash Future podcast is going fully automated in 2018. <laughs> All, we're very... It's going to be Siri, Microsoft, Sam, and Alexa. Uh-huh. <laughs> and whatever and the, the Google pay, one is. Finally, that. some women on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, evil <laughs> syndicated women. Uh, so Nick Bowles has done is he is he has raised some objections to universal basic income, and that's not to say there aren't objections to universal basic income. Mm-hmm. Some of them are just that they might you know they basically prop up a market economy when what really leftists should be doing is looking to get beyond a market economy. That they yeah, and the spend- povos would spend it all on fags and booze anyway. <laughs> Uh, the what's that the, was a joke. <laughs> the concern. Don't the, write in. It was a joke. The, to, the, to, the young Tory WhatsApp group has logged on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so control F fags and booze. <laughs> mm. 
So uh, Nick Bowles has written uh, <laughs> that uh, the main objection to the idea of universal based income is basically moral. Um, and he says uh, it, that when intelligent machines make most of us redundant, uh, enthusiasts suggest we will dispense with the idea of earning a living and find true fulfillment in writing poetry, playing music, nurturing plants, and doing irony podcasting. Sounds lit! Yeah. I can only be made redundant by a dumb machine. So <laughs> take that, science. That, he says, is dangerous nonsense. Uh, mm. Mankind is hardwired to work. It's natural. Hey, mankind is hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the, the, that opinion. He said mankind is naturally hardwired to work. It gives us a sense of identity, purpose, and belonging. And Hell we should yeah. not be trying to create a world in which most people do not feel the need to work. My favorite thing is when politicians do any kind of pseudoscience and like assumptions about <laughs> biology and anthropology. It's just my favorite. When it's like that guy in America who was like, a woman's body knows when it's getting raped, so women don't get pregnant. Like, what the fuck kind of ass place are you taking the science from, you dickwad? A woman's body knows when it's being raped, but no one will ever believe it. <laughs> That's too fucking real. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for being too real for y'all. No, um, but it's like, they're politicians. Why are they making sweeping claims about biology? This is this a reality-based podcast. Yeah. This to me is a classic one of those, like, it's, it's an interesting area of the Venn diagram of Tory takes, where it's like, it, there's there's like there's like a nugget of truth in it, but the, the the direction he's going with it is so wrong. It's like I mean maybe maybe it's great, maybe it enables people to just do something they're interested in or not, or maybe you get huge swathes of people who are just like fucking rudderless. I don't know, but that's not an argument against giving people money. Well, I, I, I think this is one of these things that tells us more about uh, Nick Bowles uh, than it does about really anything else, because he is someone whose imagination is so circumscribed that he can only imagine deriving purpose from... They did that at birth, you know. He, was, yeah. <laughs> he didn't have any say in that. He's right. clearly never eaten ass before. Yeah, he's, he, he could have all this time for ass eating. The rabbi or listening back-to-back -back Trash Future podcasts. Rabbi Cernovich. That's what I do. Uh -huh. Whenever, um, I'm at my shitty office job. But it's, it's essentially, it's, it's another one of these things that is essentially like pure ideology, right? Right, like it's, it's th this, if you believe... If, if, if you are, if it is in your interest to maintain, you know, an extraordinarily hierarchized, unequal system, then of course you're going to say it's natural, uh, and of course you're going to say it's somehow sort of naturally immoral. I mean, that I think that gives a lot of credit to Nick Bowles. You know, it, it makes it makes it gives the impression that he's actually smart and is doing this. Um, that he's conscious of doing, like knowing what he's doing. Whereas I feel with a lot of people who take his perspective in this argument. Um, it comes down to more of this, it, it comes down to this idea of like work itself, right? And what work is supposed to represent this whole mythology around like the Protestant work ethic. And like, you know, you said, you said it yourself, like humans are, what do we, what do you say? Like humans are kind of hard. <laughs> humans he said, are yeah, hard. Humans, humans are, are hard. <laughs> human, mankind is hardwired to work. We humans get satisfaction are hard work from this it. obsession with productivity for the sake of productivity. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and it completely ignores the fact that like when, you, when we're talking about work now, we're not talking, well, we, we don't really know what will happen after Brexit, but we're not really talking about like sending your sons off to work in the farms or to like build log cabins and stuff, mm -hmm. right? You're sending them to go work for like fucking shitty rec recruitment firms yeah. and consultancies. It's, well, they'll be given um, beanies. This is, well, they'll, <laughs> yeah. well, they'll be given yellow beanies. And, and that's, yeah. that's just the thing. We've, we've essentially, we've already invented sort of endless reams of- I am of sending my son to a farm. A Bitcoin farm? <laughs> hey oh, Bitcoin mine, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, let me do that again. No, but they are called I Bitcoin farms. <laughs> I mean, what they do there is mining. It's really confusing. Actually, none of this makes sense. 
So he, he said we should not be trying to create a world in which most people do not feel the need to work because of some vague argument. Yeah. That, yeah. It, would some, that it would somehow be worse, uh, you know, if I didn't have to go into a job and be, be a Twitter guru and a social media um, optimizing Look, expert. all I'm saying is If that, I wasn't pivoting Stop talking to about your job, Riley. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is that my personal Pivot job... <laughs> my, my, my personal job of being an urban monk... <laughs> to me. I think celibacy that, takes work. Yeah, you know, look, all I, all I'm saying is that unlike um unlike uh Jay Shetty who uh likes to half ass things, when I talk about being a month monk, I go the whole way. <laughs> well, um, if Jay Shetty which, which, in, which includes uh getting rid of all the Muslims in uh Bangladesh, so <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if Jay Shetty got a universal basic income of just a, a million dollars a week, I mean, it might have been more, it might have been less, doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> if he got a universal basic income of a million dollars a week, he could he could self-actualize and go for his real dream, which is to open a real-life Digimon mine. <laughs> Guys, okay, okay, I think there is a happy medium. The happy medium is you do get a universal basic income, except it's a yellow beanie and a coupon to David Masters. <laughs> nice. Joe DePeretti, ahead of the game as usual. <laughs> Where you can win more. <laughs> How good are you at throwing a basketball into a sort of concentric <laughs> ring? Hit or miss, hit or miss. Well, yeah. <laughs> all, all, Nick, all Nick Bowles is really saying is that, look, from since the, since the dawn of civilization, human beings have been hardwired to sit at their desks, uh, listening to irony left podcasts, and filling out spreadsheets uh, for stationary supplies. Do you reckon Nick Bowles listens to Trash Utures? Yeah, like yeah. He's guilty oh, Nick Bowles is the Zoom user. <laughs> oh, that makes so much sense. That's why he loves work. I think, I, I, Nick Nick Bowles and Jay Shetty, I think, are sort of basically sort of two sides of the same coin in this case, where they're both sort of they're both sort of saying you must derive all of your purpose from you know work, sort of work, 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 work. willfully offering yourself up as a sacrifice, uh, and you know generally sort of feeling a sense of sort of gratitude and belonging from you know, the labor you sort of, you sort of give because you're compelled to mm. sort of up the chain to the sort of shrinking ownership class. You know, so I, I think we should, when, when Square Deal comes out, I, I would very much like to get a copy of it. If you wanted to know uh, how, how sort of Bowles is thought of, uh, Bowles is widely viewed by his colleagues as one of the more thoughtful backbenchers in a party hungry for a convincing riposte to Corbyn's socialism. Um, it, he also makes an economic argument. He says, currently, the government is able to target help on those who need it most and can therefore afford to be modestly generous. He says, uh, if everyone were to receive the same basic income, the poorest would suffer a big drop in their income, while average earners' taxes would go up. What? You can now still have a welfare state and universal basic income. Yes. Uh, he's saying that um, somehow, for some reason, the poorest would suffer a, a, a decrease in income. It's not really clear why. He just sort of asserts it. Because I would make sure they did. <laughs> it means it's like, is this another fucking libertarian talking point, isn't it? It's just like, we can't implement this or that because um, it would hit the poorest the hardest. And like any sort of interrogation of that point usually leads to nothing, but they still use it as a talking point. It's the, it's the basic assumption that because that man is hardwired to work, if and not... And, and very hard. hard and rock hard. <laughs> Man is rock hard wired. To rock work. hard for pegging the pole. Um, but it, at the same time, if not sort of forced to work and threatened with starvation for not working, then the inevitable result is a crash in productivity, investment, and wages. Uh, even so, we're hardwired to work, but unless we're whipped, unless we're forced to by starvation, we won't. Um, which is, I think, the sort of ridiculous contradiction at the heart of Nick Bowles' speech. In conclusion, tired. 
universal basic income, wired, bring back the workhouse. <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen, isn't it? It's going to happen. And like, what will it be called? That's why I want to know. What will they call it? How will they rebrand the workhouse? The, like something job like, center. The job center. The academy for um, like improving skills and education. It'll be like the Mister Motivator incubator or something It'll like be that the, the deloitte uh academy <laughs> their sponsor. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what it'll fucking be won't it it'll just be like a fucking academy where like you learn how to like be you know outstrip yourself in excellence mm-hmm. like in matilda um, oh so it's gonna be jay jay yeah. shetty is gonna be in charge of the future workhouse of britain yeah so Perfect. you know they'll have big screens and you know on those screens they'll just kind of motivation jay excellence jetty videos Trying hard. Guys. Being guys, good. Guys, we just made a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> <laughs> we can't sign off at this point. Uh, Something light? I think like I think we can do one more thing. I'm not sure about one thing yet. <laughs> oh, we can, Should, oh, we can just oh, play yeah. the song and play it. Let's just it. sing it. It's easier to sing it. Ready? Okay. Um, um, how does the song go? Eat my ass, baby. You, you just eat my ass. Eat my ass. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> <laughs>